0: Long. Way outside for the three. It's good. It's it. good. So for then by two handed flush from Brittany Griner. Swing it over. They've got to put him up. They don't use it. And yes, the Lumberjacks have done it.
1: Spins. Season for Texas. They finished thirty four and zero. The number one ranked team from beginning to end, winning their first NCAA championship. And the first NCAA... Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Texas Twenty Four podcast on the Dave Campbell's Podcast Network. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, have have you recovered from Texas State's loss, their choke job to North Texas? Choke job, uh, this guy. Um, listen, it was hard to
0: watch uh, when you have felt about an eight-point lead. I think late in the game should win. Um, I'm not gonna comment on the foul call on Tyler Perry.
1: Yeah, he got uh, fouled. It, uh, what else could you that, call? Him? That's
0: that's definitely touched what on they the call. elbow,
1: touched on the hip. I mean what what else could what else happens What, here? The
0: ref called. what, else, what um, else what else
1: what else do you want? What else you want to say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and uh I can uh, the the solace I can take out of it is that now we set up the slowest game in the history of college basketball uh, tomorrow we're recording this on saturday and that sets up north texas virginia on sunday oh my
1: god the first time ever right that's what that's what that's what they said
0: on believe, twitter yeah yeah it was the uh, first time ever the two slowest paced teams in the country will be playing against each other that is nuts we we literally joked about this earlier in the year
1: we joked about and all this we talked about we, texas state and we then just, we just texas said, did, we got to stop
0: talking about this because it just happens to, to come true somehow
1: jesus oh um, like,
0: like imagine back when we, we we i'm pretty sure we said this in like november december and like imagine all the things that had to happen right virginia had to miss the tournament unt had to go on that run and then also miss the tournament.
1: And North, and just texas happened. state had to lose as well texas in their state conference had to tournament. Lose and,
0: yeah and also missed the, just,
1: just the odds wildness. the odds are incredible yeah um that game was was it was an awesome game, just from a neutral perspective. I oh, mean, really was. it really Texas, was. Texas Texas State, in my opinion, was the better team. I thought so, they, like significantly. Like I, I, Texas had well, you, zero you have, business winning that Tyler game.
0: Perry scored five points basically until like the last five minutes of the game, yeah. and you would think that's the game. Like you know, their their big shot maker wasn't hitting. I thought North Texas was settling for way too many threes. Um, they were also screening i was sitting next to a, our buddy and your kind of uh tangential colleague gabe brooks uh 247 and he was seeing what i was seeing which is they were calling ball screens for every every ball handler for unt knowing very well that texas state hedges every ball screen and just absolutely gummed things up in the paint. it was it was really weird they had no passing lanes to where they had to jack up threes and then they just kind of needled their way back in um it was kind of the kind of a weird quintessential north texas game where it was like their defense just kind of held them off enough at the end texas State started hitting shots and they went on a roll and then like all of a sudden they just stopped and then like they just didn't have a bucket for like you know especially in overtime overtime they just got shut down uh they have nothing to offer and then north texas just kind of needled their way on offense and just kind of got buckets when they needed to
1: yeah, I mean, so first round NIT game. That was a lot of fun um, yeah. to for those to go back and forth there. And then, like you said, North Texas plays Virginia on Sunday. Uh, we'll see if, if they can keep, keep their season alive. Uh, but we have a lot of North, uh, NCAA tournament talk. That's what this podcast is mainly about, obviously. And we are, like we said, we're recording this on Saturday morning. So we are through two days of the men's tournament and uh, through one day of the women's tournament, we, we're going to start with texas but i do want to give a quick shout out to texas southern beating a&m corpus christi uh 76 67 well, it was a really fun game mm-hmm. um just overall i thought both teams played pretty well and texas southern deserved to win that game so shout out to them to get into the tournament and then um eventually lose to kansas by like 30 but that's yeah. all right at that point you're I, was, right. I was
0: there for that one it wasn't uh it was fun for about a good
1: minute <laughs> And that's not over-exaggerating. It was good for about a minute. Yeah. So, yeah. So, shout out Texas Southern getting in. But Texas is our headliner, as it always is. As it always is. Texas men beat Virginia Tech 81-73. to I jokingly tweeted out. I said, it's fun when the underdog gets hot from three. (laughs) Because everybody in the world (laughs) was picking Virginia Tech, including me. I did too. Who cares? I mean, my bracket is just... Burned. Done. It's Done. just, it's awful. It's my worst bracket ever, legitimately. Watch the most basketball I've ever watched, and it's my worst bracket ever. Just.
0: Well, I think that's like, that's like the, that's how it usually goes, right? You overthink, right? Yeah. You because we, because, and, and similar, I'm just going to say right now, I had Kentucky winning. Um, yes. And so, do. like, uh, it was, by the way, one of the best experiences I've had is so, we, so we've been to the regional at dickie's Arena in Fort Worth. And so during the Creighton San Diego State game, Right. By the way, a great game in and of itself, like fantastic yep. finish. Um, they were doing live look-ins for Kentucky St. Peter's on the Titantron. And so every time out, they would cut into, you know, whatever, the, whatever the score was. And of course, both games are coming down to the wire at the same time. Yeah. The wildest like crowd reactions came when like the very good game that we were watching left timeout and they had to cut away from the <laughs> Kentucky game. And you heard booze <laughs> from all the neutral <laughs> fans. <laughs> because they wanted to see what was happening in the other game but there was actually another great game happening in front of you it was like the wildest moment where it was like you know you you're on the edge of your seat because Creighton's about to hit a three or something. And then all of a sudden they call timeout and then all of a sudden they cut to Kentucky and then all of a sudden they cut back, everybody boos, but then something cool happens in the Creighton San Diego state game. So you're happy again. And it's like the wildest hot and cold crowd reaction. I think I've ever been a part of.
1: That's insane. Cause I had it on my, I had it one game on my computer and one game on the TV and I wasn't even paying attention to Creighton San Diego state until right. the, until the Kentucky game ended. Right. And then I was like, Oh, we have a game right here too. Like, like it was like, it was, fantastic game right in front of me like this is amazing um but yeah no like i I think i think
0: it happens when we because we watch a lot and we know a lot of these teams and i think also because we're hyper focused on texas teams yeah that we may underestimate what they're good at overestimate what they're bad at or things like that and i think that's what happened you know we'll transition now to texas and virginia tech i saw this matchup and i was like oh, we got a good three-point shooting team versus a team that really can't shoot and really can't get on runs and desperately needs to stop you. And then all of a sudden, Texas
1: hits. has a game where they actually shoot pretty well, and then they just shut Virginia Tech down. Pretty well. Know. Pretty well. <laughs> they shot 10 of 19 from three. A- Andrew Jones, 5 of 7. Marcus Carr, 3 of 5. By the way, Marcus Carr made me some money. Let's just say that money. I, 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 money. <laughs> these dudes shot the lights out yeah they absolutely shot the lights out and it's i watched the game i watched a majority of this game because no game in the ncaa tournament do you watch the entire game but oh, no. um unless the, you're covering it which i did uh for lsu but regardless watch the majority of this game and it felt like a texas game in the first half it felt like texas should not have been winning. They hit a, a a buzzer beater at half to take the lead. Yeah, Marcus like, okay. Carr was like a
0: three quarters shot. Yeah,
1: yeah, Marcus Carr hits hits a crazy shot. Andrew Jones was like five or six from or whatever four or five from three in the first half. You're just yeah. like, okay, they they don't deserve to be winning. And then the second half, they continue just to make every single shot, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Are they ever going to miss in their lives? And <laughs> then to their credit, they played the defense that they usually played. Virginia Tech still scored 73 points, but it was a faster-paced game than what Texas usually does. Right. And so I'm I'm just like in awe that Texas is making shots because it's not like they were getting the perfect looks. It's not like they were like moving the ball much better or just carving up the Virginia Tech defense. They were just making shots. A lot of Andrew Jones's shots were were decently tough shots here off like quick quick release stuff and they just made shots and that's really like I I I will give Texas full credit here because we didn't know if they were capable of making shots at this level like and they they did they made shots I thought Timmy Allen was really really good as well even though he only went four of 11 I thought he imposed himself in the second half to, to kind of and Christian Bishop in the second half um they were better than Virginia Tech's front court, even though a Virginia Tech's front court like had solid, solid games as well. Um Dessou comes off the bench 12 minutes, Cunningham 15 minutes, you know, zero field goal attempts for Cunningham, but that's what he does. And yeah, just Texas, they made shots. Give Chris Beard, give all them credit. They 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 won the game.
0: They Virginia Tech was heading into this game was the third ranked team in three-point percentage, right? They get over 43% of their, uh their, their sorry, 37% of their points from the three-point line. And they were four of 12 yeah, from versus Texas. And just like suffocating from the perimeter. You knew that Chris Beard knew, like it was the game plan was obvious. It was like, we just don't give them looks. We don't give them easy looks. We don't give them any, like everything. If they take a three, it's going to be a jacked up three with a hand in their face, right? It's going to be something that, you know there's going to be ball pressure there's going to be. we're going to make sure that everything is there um but yeah no it, it came down to just the fact that Andrew Jones in the first half just kind of carried everything and that, with some tough shots and then Marcus Carr I was sitting so I was sitting with some co-workers while we were watching this game and uh one of them's a a, a Texas salon and mm-hmm. I immediately I was joking because obviously I did have you know I put the uh uh, uh I had money on 11 and a half over for Marcus Carr. So obviously I was like, oh, I need him to be aggressive. But like, I was serious where I said, he doesn't need to make the first couple shots, but he needs, if I know that he's, if I see him take two or three shots early, I know I'm good because, and he, I think he started like over three or even like over four. And I was like, that doesn't matter. I'm I'm good because he's a volume. He's not an efficient scorer at all. Um, But he's somebody who, if he's taking a shot, if he's taken three shots within like the first 10 possessions of the game, he's going to keep going and he's going to slowly build up. And that's what happened. He finished, uh, let me see, six of 11 from the floor. Like he, it was, that was it again, he started off over and then he just kept going. And that that's the type of score that Marcus Carr is. And I knew when he, when he shot early, I was like, okay, I think again, it took me a while. It took until he started rolling until I really started feeling confident. But when he started shooting early in the game, I was like, okay, he's feeling aggressive. Like, that's a good – Texas needs him to be aggressive. And obviously, Andrew Jones was the one able to shoulder the load until Marcus Carr got going. And then the second half, it kind of became his thing. But, when he, yeah, when, he, when I saw him uh, start shooting early, and then in, in addition to all the defense that they were already playing, I was like, okay, I, I really feel a lot, a lot more confident about Texas. And then, yeah, second half just was all their show, basically.
1: Yep. So, congrats, congrats to Texas. They now have Purdue. Uh, do they beat Purdue? I'm, I'm just going to um, keep being a hater, I guess. I'm going to say no.
0: I know, right? I was about to say, like, this one actually feels like a, a weird matchup just because of the size for Purdue. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, yes, Purdue does also shoot a lot of threes, but they also have a great – like, unlike Virginia Tech, they also have a great inside. Um, with Trayvon That's Williams and Zach Eady, like – I'm a little I'm a little more worried about that. You know, um, I think I will say I think Texas will prop. I, I wonder who they guard. I wonder who they like focus on. Right. Do you focus on Jaden Ivy on the outside or do you focus on shutting down Travion Williams and then making Zach Eadie and Jaden Ivey beat you? I don't know.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, their height. So initially when I saw this, I was like, you know what, this might be a good matchup for Texas.
0: Really? Like defensively
1: I, so. I thought like if they could really bother this purdue team because purdue is they they can get shaken kind of easily they don't play really any defense um, i was about to say
0: that's that's a that's a huge thing they don't, they're they bad on defense yeah. they're about like 92nd i'm sorry they're 144th in effective field goal yeah. percentage <laughs> defense yeah so i was off they're 92nd in adjusted efficiency on defense
1: yeah yeah so good. they yeah they've been outside the top 100 for a lot of the year um So I'm like, okay, well, if Texas makes shots, not even saying they have to go 10-19 for three, but if they just make shots, I think their defense could bother Purdue to a degree. Like if you make Jaden Ivey work for his buckets, that's a big deal. But then you bring up the height, and now I'm unsure again because Edie is like eight inches taller than anybody that Texas has. And so like... And then like, I I mean, the Big 12 isn't exactly... Like outside of
0: Bryson Williams, the Big 12 isn't exactly full of like post scores like Travion Williams.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, no, you're right, hundred percent. So, yeah, the the front court matchup is going to be interesting to me. Um, that makes me a bit more concerned. So, I'm I'm going to stick with Purdue. We'll see though. I mean, maybe Texas does it. Maybe they do the unthinkable, Chris Beard magic. You know where <laughs> okay, we are. So, it's March.
0: So Purdue's minus three and a half. I think that's a pretty that's a pretty good line. I
1: think it's pretty fair. That's pretty yeah. fair. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, TCU second on the docket today because they I just again every game we're gonna talk about I pick the opposite of just so y'all know every single (laughs) game TCU beat Seton Hall by 27 points like they held them to 29% shooting six to 21 from three like the the rebounding was was even on the offensive like both had eight offensive rebounds but they had 13 more defensive rebounds (laughs) they had 13 turnovers to Seton Hall 16. I mean, this is it. Mike Miles, 21 points. Damian Ball, 14 points. Emmanuel Miller, 10 points. is this is this it? Are we watching TCU? Are they gonna fight with Arizona? Like am I crazy for now? There's there's nothing there's nothing TCU can't do at this point in my head.
0: Right? Yeah, I know, right? It feels like I don't know. This type of I mean, obviously, we said that they could win against Seton Hall. Um, but I don't think I don't know. I don't think anybody saw this kind of run coming.
1: Up like, the whole game by like thirty, it was right?
0: Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I was about to say midway through the first. Like, yeah, I don't know. They doubled them up, I think, with like a, a couple minutes to go in the in the first half, and then they just like let me see. They had twenty. See, they had twenty-one points at the half. Like that's not like that is insane. Again, it was, and I described him as as a kind of a, a a mini version of Houston, and like. You know they were a little bit more offensive this uh, this this game. Like it wasn't just Mike Miles doing stuff. Obviously he was the orchestrator, but it was like Damian Balgut and stuff. It was Emmanuel Miller being being aggressive and like and Seton Hall had nothing. Seton Hall couldn't find a bucket. They they shot 15 of 52 from the floor. They shot thir- under 30 percent. That is nuts. They yeah I am completely baffled by TC right now. <laughs> yeah. They are playing so well. And I have no idea what their ceiling or floor is anymore. I don't know. I can't even say how they match up against Arizona because, like, I have Arizona as a Final Four team. But, like, I don't know, man. This tournament's been weird. Arizona could – and, you know, Sean Miller's – I mean, Arizona's always um, kind of messed up in weird spots when they were favorites in the tournament. So, I I don't know who to trust in this situation either. So, Um, I don't know. Do you just roll with the hot hand and say, screw it? Right, just like I'm just gonna my team the TCU and this has just
1: been playing well. I, th- I think TCU wants me to pick Arizona at this point, so we'll <laughs> have to we'll have to see. That's but fair. what a what a performance. I mean, this run the past two weeks, three weeks of TCU, I you can't emphasize enough how how impressive it is. So yeah. shout out Jamie Dixon, shout out Mike Miles. This team figuring out if they I'm I'm not putting it past them to beat Arizona at this point, even though Arizona is playing Arizona only beat right state, I think by like 18 or they it was like a 15 10 15 point game for a lot of it so yeah. who knows um houston beats uab again pick uab had uab in my sweet 16 because why not um but houston shut it down shut it down real real quick this was and i i had to watch this game after the fact because i was covering lsu at the time but mm-hmm. man when i went back and watched this game this was fun houston Houston, I just want to give Kelvin Sampson all the credit in the world because I, I listen to some other podcasts and some other podcasts um where like you know Houston only one one win, one quad one win, you know, right. they were 0-4 in quad one games before beating Memphis in the in the tournament championship right. um in the American. And so it's like, you know, is Houston tested? Can Houston beat good teams? And UAB is better than UAB would have been the fourth best team in the American this year. Yeah. Like like, Memphis, like, I think that, you know, they're I think they're fighting with Memphis, honestly, too, um, with Memphis's inconsistencies. But regardless, I think they're, you know, in that range. So they are a good, good team. We know how good UAB is, like, top 50. And Houston just didn't care. Houston just went at them to, on both ends. And I was wrong on the podcast last time where I was like, who's going to guard Jelly Walker? Mm-hmm. Pff, everybody guards Jelly Walker, but Jamal <laughs> Shed. Was incredible. Walker
0: finished Jamal, one of 10 from three.
1: Ja, yeah. I mean, Jamal shed he
0: jacking shots.
1: He, he was like looking. I can't say enough about the backcourt of Houston. Yeah. Like the, the the Houston's a team where their stats doesn't, and this is kind of cliche, but their stats don't kind of tell the whole story. Sure. But like, I thought Taze Moore was incredible. And he was he 4'10". Was, he he with was nine fantastic. Points. He and, was so good. Like he had six assists. Yeah, no turnovers. Jamal said um, had seven assists with one turnover. Like those stats just say everything that you need to know about how in control Houston was in this game yeah. against a UAB team that has made every team they've played uncomfortable. Like if you look at UAB's losses this year in the non-conference against good teams, it's by like two points, three points mm-hmm. UAB never had a chance in this game ever. Houston went right at them and just said, this game's over. And what I thought was interesting, from my perspective of covering Conference USA and Texas teams, and that's what made this so interesting to me, is that these are two teams that I've covered, mm-hmm. at least or at least watched a lot of this year. Is I have never seen UAB get punked, and mm-hmm. Houston punked UAB, and I thought that was, I thought that was amazing. I mean, Carlton White, Shed Edwards, more, more. I mean, they were just. They, I'm not going to I'm not even gonna say they were bigger and better but they were just they're just dogs man. Yeah. Just absolute yeah, dogs. And so yeah. I yeah, I haven't seen I'm not going to say Trey Jimison got punked again but like <laughs> they're just they're just they're Houston is different. It's different yeah. with Houston. I think this was
0: such a good first round matchup for them. Some people were a little If Me. you go just based off resume, right? I think I was, some people were a little like uh uh, uh a little confused as to why Houston was probably a five, right? Like I, I know that we, I, we were okay with that. Cause we know kind of the, you know, the things are missing. Right. So we yeah. think they're probably about that area, but if you look at just straight resume, right, they probably are three closer to a three. Um, and so I think this was always, this was definitely a tricky matchup obviously, but I think this was the right matchup to kind of show that although their ceiling may be harder or, or lower this year, I still, this is still an incredible team. Like, like a really, really incredible team. That's basically now set up next year to be like even better, um, because of what their, their continuity that they're going to have, because yeah, like, I mean, Taze Moore, like on both ends of the floor was just like insane. And he finished was one sequence where he finished a lob. And then like a couple of minutes later, he had like a no look bullet pass into the lane. You're like, Jesus, like this guy, what, what can't this team do right now? Um, Josh Carlton was like, every, it seemed like every time he got low positioning in the paint, like somebody was just like, they just saw the green light, like go. And then they he, he it was like one move, jump hook, one move up and under, just like, it was just one of those games where you just tell they were feeling themselves. And it was that, it was the, this, it it was like in this one game, they answered every question that we had about them. When Marcus Sasser originally went down, when uh, Tremont Mark originally went down, It's was like, okay, who's the playmaker? Who's the go-to guy? Who's this? Who's that? And it's like it was building up to like to yesterday, where they just like everybody was, you know, they had Taze Moore and Jamal Shedd in their playmaking bag. Uh, I mean, honestly, Kyler Edwards drops
1: make- 25 game. points.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just told like Kyle yeah. I was about to say we didn't even mention Kyle Edwards, who was their leading scorer 20, yeah. 25. Like, come on. <laughs> like they, <laughs> it was a convincing performance against a really good uab team and by the way we'd already seen two 12s over fives uh in the tournament so like this was it could have been just another par for the course and honestly this might have been like the i I don't know i have to go check the lines this might have been like the the favorite 12 over five heading into the tournament i didn't check the other ones but i'm curious to see like which one was the favorable upset pick for vegas Mm -hmm. um because it felt like this one probably could have been hit just based on uh the outside looking in
1: yeah, I didn't check the line to the other ones either. Um, I'm trying to think. New Mexico State, UConn, I don't – I think that might have been yeah, – it's about the, that was probably the same. Iowa-Richmond, I don't know. St. Mary's, Indiana. Indiana, I feel like that might have been – I don't think
0: Iowa-Richmond was close. I think because yeah, Iowa won the Big 12, so I don't think that would have been – Yeah, I think
1: that. the one that might have been close was St. Mary's, Indiana because I think a lot of people are picking Indiana. Like, that's a,
0: that, That's a good
1: point. But regardless, uh, yeah. great performance from Houston. Like, I, I – I don't want to say I expect them to beat Virginia, or I'm sorry, Virginia. I'm still in my mind. I see an orange team. It's like, whatever. Um, my, I don't want to say I expect them to beat Illinois, but.
0: Yeah. So I have them losing to Illinois, but Illinois needed the worst performance I've ever seen from a team, Chattanooga. Yeah. That was awful. Um, <laughs> Chattanooga scored 53 points and almost won.
1: <laughs> that game was, it was awful. Bad.
0: What an so I, so yes I, I picked Illinois this is where I have a uh, Houston going out uh in my tournament but after watching that game last night I don't know how they won that game against Chattanooga because again they shot let me see Chattanooga shot thirty two percent and lost by one it was the worst offensive game I think I've ever seen by a team that almost pulled an
1: upset and they should have won too they That's should the have thing. won like yeah. they, Illinois had no business winning the game and they just whatever so then yeah. Illinois going to come
0: down to Kofi Coburn what do you do about him like. You know, I'm I'm not really worried about Ben Carroll. I think Houston can handle him pretty well, but I just think um, I wonder about what they do about Coburn.
1: Houston is just unlike any team I've seen. Like, and maybe maybe we're we're right with having concerns about them ben against and
0: Curbella, By the way,
1: Carbello, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, maybe we're right to have concerns against with them against a top twenty team. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe there is the ceiling is that low, or maybe the ceiling is like you know top 20 like you can't break through that top 20 without um Marcus Sasser and but the floor again is really 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 high like top 25 like it might be that tight to where like they are legitimately a top 25 team no questions asked but then when you put them against a top 15 team we don't know if they can do it however if I had to pick and I know my picks mean nothing at this point I'm taking Houston because they're just ferocious absolutely ferocious so we'll see um how that goes texas tech beat montana state by 35 don't have it to talk about this game at all i did not watch it i was talking to kim mulkey at the time but good for them to look good and not not look like some other teams that are high
0: i saw a little bit of it uh i wanted them to go for 100 um they did go for it they did go well. There was a uh, they did go for it, and then like I think after like Montana State like missed a, missed a free throw or something. I wanted them to jack one, just 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 jack one three. It mm. would have been the most disrespectful thing, but I wanted them to just like as the shot clock was turned off, just like come on, go for a hundred. But You're Mark just- Adams is a is a nice is a nice uncle, so he doesn't do that. So.
1: <laughs> you were like you were like those fans in the crowd that like wanted free like churros or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, like just it. Shoot, it. shoot it, shoot it. Shoot the bottle. Um, Baylor won by 40, no, 36. I can't yeah. do math. Against Norfolk State. Thought they looked good. I thought Matthew Meyer looked really, really good in the minutes I watched. Uh, Jeremy Soan 15 points. Good for them. All credit to Baylor. Now they have North Carolina, which is the bigger game that I want to talk about here with Baylor. Saturday, they play in about an hour at 11.10. We're recording this. It's currently 10.15. So by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be old. But this is the upset everybody's picking here. Everybody in the world's picking North Carolina because they beat Marquette by forty. Baylor is hurt, as we know. They're the most susceptible one seed. Can Baylor do it? Can Baylor pull off the upset and beat North Carolina at this point? Everybody's picking North Carolina. I can't.
0: I know. Like I get it, right? Because like we, everybody's kind of waiting to see what game baylor's gonna drop right which which one's gonna be the one where they go ah if they had lj crier you know um i think scott drew basically hinted at like unless they make an elite eight or something like he's not like you know it it, this is the team basically um they did have kendall brown back uh the past couple games so that's been a it's been a good boost for them uh yeah I, i i still think they get this done um i think next let me see i forgot i don't have the bracket up right now but um i still think they get this one done i'm
1: next i was surprised that
0: marquette got beat as bad as they did Mm -hmm. um i kind of had i think i had marquette as that pick i think i think i might have picked marquette in that one but um yeah ucla uh yesane Mary's. i think that's i think that's where i really start to get scared because i presume ucla would be that team
1: um but i think I think I'm still pretty confident with
0: them against UNC
1: yeah I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take them I'm gonna take um Baylor I I just think that they are more disciplined I think they've been the more consistent team all year North Carolina might be kind of hitting its stride to a degree but and from a size perspective I do I do worry this is where not having Jonathan is gonna hurt because yeah. you do are going against Armando Baycott and some other bigs that North Carolina does have um but I think from a guard perspective, this kind of matches up well here, where Baylor's guards are better than North Carolina's guards, and North Carolina's guards are the reason that they beat Duke. Like they're the reason that they have such a high uh ceiling, you know. Um, and so I think from that perspective, if we get a good game from James Akenjo and good game from Flagler, I think that I think they're gonna be okay. I think they're going to be okay. It's the backcourt that I'm that I, that needs to outperform them, but mm-hmm. at the same time, North Carolina's front court is what concerns me. So, you know, if North Carolina's front court if Baycott and them get going, but Baylor's guards take take control of the game, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. So, uh that does it for the men's side. Uh, real quick, not real quick. I want to give them their full credit. UT Arlington was this close on the women's side. <sighs> to exposing the fraudulence of Iowa State, once and for all, in my women's bracket, I had the upset-ish. I had Me it. Too. I had it. I had UT Arlington, 14 over three. It was my only, like, double-digit one, I think, in the whole women's side. Yep. And I was like, this is it. It's going to happen right here. We're so and lost. Oh, they were up. They were up, like, I think it was 55, 52 when, yeah. at one point. And then Iowa State did it. Iowa State <sighs> Came back and Ashley won. Jones is good. I hate it. Ashley Jones won won the game at home. I mean, Iowa State had to be at home too. You think about this. Like right. if this game was in Arlington, you know, what's the score? We I think right. we have to ask ourselves these questions here. We do. Um, but UT Arlington comes out 22 to 14 at the end of the first quarter. I mean, up six going to half, up up in the third quarter at times. I mean, I they they played really well, really, really well. And I think this team deserves all the credit because this will be a team that like we, we've talked about a lot of women's teams this year under, underachieving, but this team was awesome. Just flat out. Awesome. Every single, every single syllable in the word. Awesome. This, this team was so credit to them. I thought Katie Farrell was in complete control of the game, even though like 6.7 boards, one assist, but like, I thought she was in control. Taryn Milton, 9, uh, 11 points. Star Jacobs did what she does. 19 points um, Deja Benjamin, 14 points. So credit yeah. to this really, really, really good UT Allington team.
0: Yeah, they were fun, man. It was, uh, it just looked like late that, I mean, Iowa state had the best player on the floor and it just looked like that. And it, I mean, there's some questionable calls, but I don't want to, you know, harp too much on that. Again, there's a home court thing there. So it's like, there's a little bit more, a little bit more juice behind behind the cyclones, but man. Yeah. There was a sequence where like, Katie Farrell like hit a three and then like defensively she went back and I like, got a block or something you're just like oh I'm gonna miss watching her play like on both ends of the floor just getting it done um star Jacobs was absolutely right there with Ashley Jones for most of this game um and yeah it just looked like when they when it came down to like star versus star like and i don't mean that i don't mean a pun there i mean yeah that just, was that was good
1: that was good
0: i just realized i did not mean that but i'll take credit for it uh when it came down to like ashley jones versus star jacobs it was just like yeah you know and then of course i think they just made a couple of defensive lapses versus iowa state where like the, the commentators mentioned too where like they just went under a couple screens and iowa state just mm-hmm. i think they hit like three threes late just like from UTA syncing on uh, some screens, and it's like that's that's what you that's what you don't want to do against a team that just loves to jacket. So
1: mm-hmm. yep. Um, so yeah, great season from UT Arlington. Uh we'll have more on the women's side on our next podcast. We're gonna do podcasts for these couple weeks every Saturday morning and Wednesday morning, uh, because there's no games at all on Wednesday, I don't believe. The mm-hmm. women finish on Monday, on Monday, right? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what it is, and so yeah, maybe we'll even do doing- one tuesday tuesday or wednesday well one of the days uh but yeah it. so this i think that's i think we covered everything right do you have anything else yeah
0: um i mean you know obviously baylor and texas rolled yeah they, uh, they rolled. we're recording this before sfa unc um so we'll have that whatever hopefully we'll you know we're talking about an upset win there for sfa but i saw a little bit of the texas game uh rory Harmon looked incredible um again i really think that she that rough stretch of the season I really think that was like a, a fatigue slash freshman wall because she looked again only only 10 points but 11 assists um stupid insane and of course best player on the floor uh um what was I gonna say earlier Moore finished with 20 points as well, or 18 points as well so kind of just some good bench production from Texas all around and Baylor I checked they were up I remember where we were watching the game, we saw the end of that. So we saw they were up nine at the half. And then we were like, oh, that's that's interesting, you know, because especially because like we were seeing South Carolina hold Howard to like two points or whatever they did. And then all of a sudden Baylor won. Uh, let me check the final score 89 to 49. So they ended up being perfectly okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the, they were done at that point. I could, I, I sent you the, the tweet where it was 44 to 4 in that South Carolina game at halftime. Right. Credit to South Carolina. I I will say that was a a fun,
0: that was a, it was funny to watch Howard in like the first couple minutes because their entire defensive strategy was just like, who else besides Aaliyah Boston? Like who else (laughs) Who else, who else, like anybody, but legitimately, if you go watch the, just watch the first Who else? Three minutes of that game. Watch how they guard Aliyah Boston. They just say, you can have the perimeter. (laughs) You can have it. We are tripled, like legitimately, like a zone defense that just revolved around Aliyah Boston not getting the ball. And it was hilarious. And South Carolina is like, I I guess we're jacking threes today. And they just decided to shoot. I think Aaliyah Boston finished with like 10 points just because they were like anybody else but Aaliyah Boston today. Incredible. (laughs) Yeah. It was
1: um, the funniest thing. Incarnate words, women would have been playing South Carolina if they had won. I texted you. I I said, I think Incarnate word is the real winners here of that playing game. Not having to go against South Carolina. Very much so. (laughs) Not being memed on Twitter. You know, I think that's, I think that's worth some value there. So
0: fair, fair. Yeah.
1: All right, that's all we got for y'all today. Uh, like I said, we'll be back in the middle of the week um, to recap the second round games on the men's side and the second round game, well, the rest of the, the next three days of the women's tournament as well. So we'll have a big podcast there. Um, we hope y'all enjoyed it. Check us out on Twitter at DCT Basketball. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Matthew Bruni underscore. Follow Ish on at Ishmael R. Johnson. And we will talk to y'all later.